Dave Fanning on 2FM. Now, this week it uh, made he- headline news that the much-anticipated Madonna biopic biopic uh, that was to be directed by herself and set to feature Ozark star Julia Garner in the title role has been axed. The news of the cancellation broke after Madonna announced a world concert tour, but rumour has it that it was canned well before that. Writer and film critic for the Irish Times, Tara Brady, is here now to talk about the biopic that never made it onto the screen and the reasons why. And just one thing about that too is the fact that um, you're doing a world tour. That's no reason to cancel the making no, of a it's, movie, it's, is no, it? No, it's, it doesn't really make any sense because there was never any... Well, there was some suggestion, and she has obviously directed movies before, um, uh, WE being one of them. Well, there was some suggestion she might be directing herself. She's also in a position. She's Madonna. She can hire in whoever she wants and, and, and they'll come and direct it for her and she and she can still be taking the lead on the project and she has such a huge staff around her. You know, the, you, you can imagine she can delegate a great many things in life but there's absolutely no reason why yeah. a world tour and in fact you, there's an argument that a world tour and a movie could actually work well together. You know, you could if I, if I was Universal I, um, Pictures who, who were involved in the film I would have been thinking that way that they could have gone sort of hand in hand. It's a, it's a really strange one because like, I mean, Baptists get canned all the time, but this one was really, really prominent. Yeah, and, like, because it, the, the build-up wasn't yeah. it huge. She was like, she's been building up to this since like 2020 and we, like she had those, uh, like sort of like live on online, there was um, writing sessions with Diablo Cody who, who wrote Juno um, and, then, and then we had this like famous boot camp that Florence Pugh and, and Alec, Alexa Demi and all these other people went to where it was like 11 hours of of working with Madonna's choreographer a day plus singing and drama lessons from Madonna you can insert your own uh, um, punchline in there yeah. somewhere I think yeah. um, but, but, but you know so it was like this, these big grueling things and before um, eventually um uh, uh, Julia Garner won out, um, and you know, so, and and she's been apparently, you know, training away doing all this ever since, um, and you know, and then then we get this, they get more people in, and Diablo Cody's gone out, and then they bring in Aaron Cressida Wilson, and who wrote Secretary, and who wrote The Girl on the Train. So you know, you've got you've got the makings of something there, um, and and suddenly it's gone. Um, now you have to think that I mean. Certainly, a lot of a lot of the reports are saying they have exactly that question. It's like, well, why is it that a world tour would would necessitate the cancellation of, of a movie? Um, and you have to think that it doesn't. And the more likely explanation is that there's some problem with the script or that there's some problem with the studio. And one one rumor is is that you know Madonna wanted her entire experience the entire experience to be committed so they hadn't got any form version of the script that was under 180 pages which is absolutely huge and it doesn't really work for music biopics because music biopics I think always work when they either take sort of a, a sort of do something playful for it if you think of like Todd Haynes I'm not there about Dylan and he casts like Kate Blanchett and, yeah. and Richard Gere and it's to kind of that was communicate as different the, as you could get yeah uh, the unknowability and the different facets of, of Dylan and the one that was at Toronto recently, which is the weird um, Al Yankovic one, which like which everybody loved, which had Daniel Radcliffe, and mm. it had you know it had so things sure that were that. true about weird Al Yankovic, like a, a traveling salesman giving him his, his first accordion lesson, but it also had other things like him killing Pablo Escobar and and dating 
Madonna and all these things that definitely did not happen. Well, to that's Weird not Al in the Yankovic. movie, but funny enough, the first half of that movie is great. But when Madonna comes into it, she's actually in, like I mean, somebody who plays Madonna. Yeah, the movie falls apart. Yeah, it's not yeah. good at all. Second um, half. but yeah, no, I mean, you can do things. I think with biopics, music biopics that are that are interesting. Like, like I really liked the Joy Division one a few years ago that worked yeah. that kind of real stark modernist black, black and, and white, white thing. Yeah. Um, Avi and Curtis into into the film, but uh, I don't think you can do anything when it's sort of a, a hundred and eighty pages, and it's just like I think those. I mean, we and we've talked about this before on the show. Those kind of big. If you can think of like even ten years ago, fifteen years ago, those big cradle to grave biopics like Ray that would have won Jamie Foxx the Oscar, yeah. or War, Walk the Line that would have won, um, Whacking Phoenix the Oscars, they don't like you don't the studios don't really make those anymore. Um, and like and when the Whitney Houston one came out at Christmas, it sort of got a little yeah, bit crushed. Yeah, haven't seen that. Yeah, it, it did. Kind of, kind of got yeah. it kind of got crushed in in the in the mix. And I thought I want to dance with somebody. Yeah, 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 and and I think a lot of those things are sort of. They're probably more natural home now is, is on the streamers and, yeah. and they're not necessarily the, the Oscar The title of were. the um, Madonna movie was going to be Little Sparrow. Is there some Edith Piaf vibe going on here or I, something? Yeah, I presume that's what she what she was going for. It's a, it's a, it's a strange one. Um, I, it's not... I mean, of all the things you'd you could compare Madonna to I like it. I you don't think of her as being little or particularly sparrowy. No. So are you telling me this movie like was huge? They put loads of money into it. The boot camp for all these famous actors. It's gone. It yeah. Well. <laughs> Maybe I, I do. There was some. I mean, there's some suggestion that she might circle back to it after the world tour, which is like, I mean, I mean, it is entirely possible that Madonna thought this was a great idea in 2020 and 2021 when there were rolling lockdowns and there was no possibility of going out and making a hundred million dollars on a world tour, and maybe. Now that is a possibility again. It it just seems really boring to be stuck in a studio and watching your choreographer with someone else yeah, for eleven I mean, hours. Yeah, I mean, like day. every single person is for the big screen these days, and like this kind of like a kind of a drama about somebody. Like obviously, Bohemian Rhapsody costs say twenty yeah. quid or whatever, and made a billion at the box yeah. office. So once that happens, once once you make a billion at the box office, the floodgates are open for any pop star. So obviously, Elton John cost two hundred yeah. million and made about five hundred million. Yeah. Huge again, Rocket Man. So that means everybody's up for it, right? Yeah. Well, th- well, yeah you say that but I think I think the strange thing about Rocketman didn't replicate anything like the success of Bohemian Rhapsody. No, but it still, it still did well. Bohemian Rhapsody is a real sort of one-off. Yeah, like you can't. I mean, seriously. I mean, it, it was just so, I mean, it was yeah. so big. It was yeah. just so. And half, um, and half the story of Freddie was left out. Yeah. Oh, ha- well, yeah. And we know which half. Yeah. The, um, but I, th- I think what the, the only thing that kind of comes close, I think, post-Bohemian Rhapsody to that, like Elvis really did it. But, El- you know, yeah. Elvis is Elvis. And it's really hard to predict. And by the way, that was beginning to end as well. That went from the beginning of Elvis to the end of Elvis. Yeah. It did go yeah. the whole way. Yeah, although it's, it was it's kind con- of bonkers. Con- kinetic, in your face, like yeah. a, a, an assault. It worked. Yeah, uh, though I, my favourite, I mean, I thought that, I thought it worked better when it was more I think Baz Luhrmann is more at home with Vegas Elvis than he was like the whole but I still the, prefer the first half more oh than did the you half. I, that's, oh, yeah that's because like a, it was like I mean, you have to wear a safety belt in the cinema I was like yeah, <laughs> yeah it was just coming at you from all yeah. directions and like words on screen yeah. and oh no, when it slowed down for the sort of and which is a completely overrated the, the what do you call it the comeback of 68 yawn oh sorry it's brilliant <laughs> it was fantastic I'm glad he came back and then the Vegas stuff just, just Elvis being in Vegas was wrong because it's not 58 54 <laughs> to 58 anyway where was I yeah so listen just keep I mean like all that straight out of Compton I mean like what, what yeah. works what doesn't what is but so, by the way I thought we were going to start this by saying what hasn't been made <laughs> yeah no these, well 
there's there's plenty that haven't been made. I mean, the biopic's a really weird thing anyway because if, like if a cat gets rescued from a tree and it, and for whatever reason it's a really tall tree and it makes the news, there'd be like Fluffy is in talks to have a biopic made. Of their, what about you know? the dog on Netflix who's worth <laughs> four hundred million? This new one, Gunther. I'm dying to see that. But but yeah, so so like it's it's really really common and like you just see all the time in newspapers really bad ideas for biopics that don't go. Like I remember like when Michelle Smith won her swimming medals and like, so, like I don't know how many times I heard oh really? they're going to be making a movie with Nicole Kidman it's like did you just pluck Nicole Kidman's name was out that of the any way real she... at the time was no, it I all right okay, no. Yeah. I've no no I yeah. don't I don't yeah. think there was ever any yeah, any is. possibility of it at all and you know then the, then there's ones like that, that that actually have been made and then got pulled for like different sort of or 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 got cancelled somewhere along the, the the process. Like we know that um like Gore Vidal was supposed to be star starring Kevin Spacey. Um Gore Vidal himself didn't approve of the casting, and he and he was quite quite right. Like and they they ended up like having, you know, there was just no possibility to to shoot a film with. Uh, um, to to yeah. release a film with Kevin Spacey at a certain point, um, and we, we had the there was a Michael Jackson one a few years ago, which which was really really odd. Um, was that um, cast or anything? Yeah, yeah, no, no, it was cast and it was made and it was about it was this urban myth that you know Michael Jackson, Elizabeth Taylor, and Marlon Brando had um, got were in New York for the nine eleven and got in a car and drove off, and um, it, that would that just sort of disappeared as well. It like got pulled. It just apparently that's not a true story, by the way, is it? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I think I choose to believe it's true, whether right. or not it's true. I mean, yeah. it's it's too good to to not believe. And I was think. that cast in any way? That oh yeah, no, yeah. it no, it was really? in the can and and done. And I think it was it was that Jackson family objected to it. The daughter, um, Paris, had objected to it and just went, uh, no, um, no, we we won't be having any. That's well, because um, some kind of Pamela Anderson is out now with her documentary, yeah. and uh, she's been interviewed and she really does not like Pam and Tommy. Did you see Pam and Tommy? I saw some of it. I saw um, all of it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Did you? I, I thought it was great. Did she? <laughs> yeah, really well, enjoyed. I mean, it's it's not going to be dull, is it? No, it's not going to be dull. All right. Okay, give us a few more then that did and didn't, or should have, or shouldn't have. Or should, well, I think there's plenty that, that shouldn't have. I, mean, I sort of one of the more intriguing ones, and I like, I know that you, I know you're a bit down on the weird um, Al one, but is that the, the first what, half is brilliant. Yeah, <laughs> he goes to a pool party and every famous person is there. It's hilarious. That, yeah, yeah, that no, that's what you do want from a weird Al mm. movie. Um, but Bubbles, um, which is Michael Jackson's. <laughs> Chimpanzee. There was supposedly, uh, and if you remember a few years ago, about ten years ago, that book that was really well written. It was like it was, uh, not a word of it true, but it was I Cheetah, supposedly based on on the. Uh, Tarzan's companion from the from the movies, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, so so I mean, they, uh, partly it was, was supposed to be um, it's was, it was very imaginative. It was supposed to be stop motion animation and had um, uh, Taika Waititi attached to it. But and it was one of those it was one of those films as well that we always hear about the blacklist, which is the best unproduced films um, in Hollywood, and they make you know a top ten of these every year. And very often by the time they come to us, they, they the reason they were unproduced is because they probably weren't a very good idea, or they were going to cost right. 600 million or they you know or they, they yeah. just or they they read really well or they're a good idea in there but but the actual script just falls apart for for whatever reason um anyway the netflix paid a lot of money for bubbles um in 2017 they paid they paid 20 million there's still no sign of it and he's off um now busy kind of absorbed into the the marvel verse and i think like a lot of those directors once the marvel verse gets their claws well, into yeah. them we yeah. we never really see them again what about uh, Chris Farley was going to do um, Fatty Arbuckle? Yeah, that was that. That was one that he um, that was. It was one of those um, you know sort of. Um 
long, long cherished personal projects that, that people like to do and that they think they're probably going to get their Oscar shot out of. And, you know, we, we, look, we see these all the time. But um, he, he, he did want to do and like Fatty Arbuckle is like a, a really sort of great one because he was like, you know, he like, I think it's impossible to overstate how famous Fatty Ar- Arbuckle was during the, the silent era yeah. and and it, then it's impossible to overstate how how disgraced he became because um you know he was he was accused of, of rape and murder and and even though he was exonerated there there was you know there were questions over the trial and the, yeah. questions over And we're not everything. talking documentaries here we're talking docudramas as yeah, such we're, yeah, so, we're, yeah, so we're, have, we're, having to be cast with something so I'm surprised a Patty Hearst one hasn't happened Tell yeah, me about it, her it, it is very it is very surprising because it left the Patty Hearst story is, is irresistible and there's been lots of documentaries made of it yeah. over the years yeah and, but not a documentary um, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, as, as we know like she, you know she's an heiress she gets ki- kidnapped by uh, the Symbionese Liberation Army and some kind of Stockholm Syndrome yeah. kicks in and, and she becomes like not only um, sympathetic towards her, her abductors she she becomes one, yeah, one, one of the one of most the famous army. photographs of the 1970s she's in a bank with a big gun yeah. she's taking part in a bank raid for the people who kidnapped her what's yeah. going on here yeah. and yeah. she's worth Trillions, and it and it's such a it's such a brilliant photo, and you have to like you look at that photo and you go, it, it would be so easy to, yeah. to write a movie yeah. around that. Yeah. Like it's it's such a big sort of iconic thing. There was certainly um, there has been a, there have been various scripts around Hollywood over the years. Uh, I think the most recent one I can think of is the is the James Mangold one. Um, James Mangold is a kind of he's an old like he's a Hollywood veteran at this stage. Very safe pair of hands in terms of like writing screenplays. He's very often brought in to, to rescue a screenplay or, yeah. or rescue a project if everything's gone wrong. But um, on the back of Logan if you remember Logan which was you know a really nice kind yeah. of the little spin-off western they did with, with the Wolverine character and like so at that point that was a huge hit. It was far bigger than the studio were expecting. So if he'd said yeah I'll do it. So, he, so he would have been given the money. Well, he well at that point he did have one and um and and then but then there was um Hearst came out after it and said um well I'm not she, it was based on a book which he had he had paid the rights for which was by Jeffrey Tubin and she she came out and sort of lashed out on it and said she like she wasn't down with the book so you have to think part of the reason that maybe there hasn't been Hearst movies because there are legal actions that yeah but made. a lot of the people involved never want the movie to be made and I just mentioned Pamela Anderson there and she's yeah. like oh, tell me like you mentioned three people earlier on post nine eleven the most famous people around doing a road trip. What about Joni Mitchell, Carly Simon and Carol King? Yeah, that well, that definitely was in, um, that was very much in talks. That was in, in, um, in 2012, that looked like it was definitely coming to fruition. Um, Sony Pictures was attached to um, the book um, Sheila Weller's Girls Like Us, which is a, a book which like follows like the kind of the way that those careers like sort of overlap and, and, and things coincide about them. And like they're, they're three fascinating careers. Um, there's, you know, for, for, for certain, and at that point, like Taylor Swift was attached to play Joni Mitchell, mm. um, which isn't a which isn't a bad choice. I would have said like Taylor Swift at that point was yeah. dabbling in in movies. Yeah, she gets, she gets shoved under the bus though in Amsterdam. Oops, <laughs> I'm giving I'm giving it away. <laughs> Yeah, that was um, yeah, that was it, it, well, it 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 stopped her performance, so that was a good thing on the whole. But it was um, uh, 
Yeah, um, yeah. So the, the, it was it was apparently on the table, but it's one of those things that just disappears. And, and like, and you know yourself, like, there's so many of these things. There, there, there's a big story. Like the one, one, and then suddenly is that it's adapted gone. from some book? Is that the point? Yeah, it was a book. Yeah, and was the book how fictionalized was the book? I mean, for um, instance, like, what's Jodie Mitchell, Carly Simon, and Carol King got to do as a three piece or together? Or? It it wasn't at all fictionalized. Fictionalized as far as I and you'd have to think you're probably better off going and taking each one of them and making. Although, you know, it's, although I, I think they're already, if you remember, do you remember Grace of My Heart by Alison Anders, which is loosely based by Carol King? And then there's obviously the musical Beautiful, um, um, which is all which also takes her her kind of life as a framework. And you, you have to think like there's plenty of material in Justin Carol King alone to, yeah. to, to justify a film. Um, so I'm not too sure what the thinking was. Yeah, you, you have to really think, you do have an amazing it, Carol King, actually. Yeah. The Brill building in the 50s and 60s and all that. And then saying to hell with this, I'll sing my own songs and for. 40 million albums later of Tapestry that yeah, kind of thing yeah. yeah no no and it and I love Grace of McCart I think it's a, a really underrated album it's when, do you remember the and had that really great soundtrack and they got in Elvis Costello to do it um, and and he he sing he has he he wrote the title track a, a really really great song really really underrated. What about the Elvis Costello story? <laughs> okay, <laughs> yes, so like yes. I mean this kind of thing wasn't the one about Hugh Hefner uh, that was never made. Um, there's again I don't know how many times like I mean think about how many times Hugh Hefner has been on screen either yeah. played by himself yeah. or 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 played by someone else. Is it often stopped by the person themselves or the estate itself? Um, almost certainly. Um, like there was I the the, the you the most recent you Hafner one like was had Robert Downey Jr. attached well certainly not the most recent but it was in around 2007 and if you remember that moment like just just before Iron Man like Robert Downey Jr.'s career wasn't at all a, a sure thing, um, which, which people forget. Like there was that moment where he'd had his troubles, and he had, he had, he had come back. But you know, he was coming back into very much smaller projects. Mm. Um, like there was no, there was no guarantee he was going to be making what was it, fifty million for Iron Man two, straight up and uh, up front and and things like that. Um, so, um, but yeah, he was attached to play Hafner in one by Brett Ratner, and but then that was that was dropped after uh, Brett Ratner was, if you remember, there was very trouble too yeah. yeah yeah and then, and then also um Elliot Page also said that um that he had he had said inappropriate things uh um to them while yeah. while they were on set as as a youngster so that yeah you did that, very well there I did very <laughs> you well you did very there. well with that <laughs> I know you have <laughs> oh my god I was <laughs> watching where's, where's you. my biopic <laughs> now that's pretty good with that bit there now yeah anyway let's just take finally very quickly very short space of time um you know Lindsay Lohan was Elizabeth Taylor once Kevin Spacey, Bobby Darren. You, yeah, I, I, I didn't think that was that. Was that somewhere over the ocean or over the sea or yeah, beyond the pale? Beyond, beyond, beyond the, the sea. sea. Yeah, it's yeah. it's the one where um I th- th- it was that moment. I enjoyed that. If, if people forget, like Spacey was so big at that moment, he yeah. could he had he could snap his fingers, get his, and it, that that was very much a vanity project because at the point where he was playing a young Bobby Darren, like he was already older than Bobby Darren was when he died. So um, it was it you know it it was it was. Yeah. Um, there was there were, there were there were reasons to question the casting of that on on any number of fronts, but uh, yeah, it's it's a film that is largely forgotten by history, and it was already largely forgotten by history. But before people decided that Kevin Spacey well, was best for Tara, I'll tell you, I think the Madonna thing could very easily happen. Knowing Madonna, she wants it. If she wants it, yeah. yeah but she I, will. but but if she's bored, forget about yeah, it. Right, indeed. Well, listen, Tara, thanks a million for dropping in. Tara Brady, uh, writer and film critic for the Irish Times. Thanks a million, Tara. Dave Fanning on 2FM.